With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Sunday, October 8th, and we are continuing our conversation with Matt Abrams today. If you missed the episode yesterday, listen to that one first. He is the author of Think Faster, Talk Smarter. He's a Stanford lecturer, and he really has a gift for making this idea of how to think on your feet palpable. He's almost got it down to a science. Today, we are going to give you the secret to saying we're sorry. Here is the second part of our interview with Matt Abrams. In the book, Think Faster, Talk Smarter by our guest, Matt Abrams, um, who's also the host of Think Fast, Talk Smart podcast, you have application six. And why do I love this? Because I think this is fascinating. The secret to saying we're sorry. Can you please explain why you put this in the book? Absolutely. Because many of us in the moment when we make a mistake, a faux pas, we, we feel very uncomfortable about recovery. How do we recover from that situation? And so we need to make sure that we feel comfortable doing that. So the whole goal of the book was to help people identify specific things they can do in challenging, spontaneous moments. And when I asked people and I interviewed people and said, what's a challenging situation? People said, apologizing and fixing mistakes that I make. I think that what people don't understand is the power of an apology is is bilateral. It is a gift to yourself and also to the person. I know, listen, you cannot make perfect decisions. You can't be perfect in life. I remember the first time I actually made a mistake on network news, I freaked out. The executive producer said to me, like, why are you so freaked out about it? I was like literally crying. And uh, the executive producer said, this happens all the time. We correct it. That's it. On an earlier version, I said this. I was wrong. It was this. And I was like, oh, that's easy. And in real life, if you've done something mean and you have hurt someone's feelings, of course, you didn't intend to hurt this person's feelings. That's why I think it's like the fallacy. I know that you didn't, but you could still say that you're really sorry that you did it. So what I think is really good is if you're the one being apologized to, 
to look someone in the eye and say, I so appreciate that apology. Like, I think that's the gift. There it is right there. But what do you think, Matt? Well, so first, I think apologizing is difficult because it admits that we've made a mistake and it exposes us as somebody who's vulnerable. Now, we all understand that that's true. It's just hard to be in that moment of regret or focus. I do think it is very important if a sincere, honest apology has been made to acknowledge it and to discuss and collaborate on how to move forward. Sometimes offenses are so Mm. grievous that that it takes some negotiation to figure out how things will move forward. Other things are less permanent, if you will, or the damage is likely to be less permanent. And I think just being gracious is a good idea. But how you formulate an apology is really important. And this is the benefit of the structures that I talk about in the book and that I coach people to think about in the moment when you are feeling on the spot. I don't care if it's a Q&A, if it's making an apology, or it's small talk. Having a structure, a recipe, if you will, that helps you with what you're going to say and how you're going to say it will get you through that moment much more easily. So when you apologize, it's about acknowledging what you've done, not how you've made the person feel. Don't say, I'm sorry that I made you feel bad. That's that's not right. Explain what you did. Acknowledge what you did. Appreciate how that could impact somebody. And then explain how you're going to make amends. That structure, I call it the AAA structure, like roadside service. Acknowledge, appreciate, and make amends. That's how you get through these in-the-moment situations. All right, let's role play this, okay? Uh, You're my boss. You lost your temper, right? You yelled at me. You know what? I probably did deserve, like maybe I screwed something up, okay? But the way in which the call-out occurs is demeaning and it's kind of brutalist, all right? Now, let's say that person has enough awareness or HR got wind of it or whatever it is. That person wants to apologize. You're that person. And I am the person on the receiving end. Okay, let's go. Ready? Here we go. In you, You're going to start in three, two, go. So Jill, when I had that outburst about the fact that your latest story was late, it was inappropriate for me to do in the public setting that I did. I can imagine when I call you out like that publicly, that it can make you feel as if you're undervalued and really on the spot. In the future- Wait a minute, wait a minute. It didn't just make me feel not valued. It was mortifying. And now I'm going to have to work so hard to win back the respect of all of my peers. And you just, you demoralized me. You make it hard for me to come back to work tomorrow. I- deeply apologize for the fact that you feel demoralized and also feel like you have to do extra work. And it is my intent to help you in that if I can, and if you're willing to take that assistance to put you back in the position that others held you prior to this event. And let know for sure that in the future, when there are situations like this, that I will be sure to talk to you about it in person and private, not in public. Well, I really do appreciate that. I have to be honest with you. I don't trust it's going to happen, but I sure hope it does. Well, hold me accountable and let's figure out a way to make sure that you feel I'm making progress on what I promised to do. Yet another promise from an aging white man that will not be kept is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking in that moment as the boss? Uh, I am thinking that I had better make sure I live up to my promise and I'm going to check in on the following day to demonstrate to you what I've done. All right. I think that was good. Well, thank you. 
Except I didn't like the aging part that you said there, but otherwise. Only because I, only because I resemble that, you know, come on. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you. And I appreciate the opportunity to demonstrate to your listeners how knowing the structure helped because as we were going, I had a pathway that I wanted to make sure I got through to have you feel a complete apology. And even though you interrupted, which was fine. I was able to acknowledge the interruption and still keep going forward to accomplish my goal. And that's the value of this process is it gets you from beginning to end. Many people feel lost in their spontaneous speaking. Where do I go from here? And having a structure like this can help. Well, all I can say is I only, I would never have done that because I don't think an underling would ever try to, you know, like I don't think someone would interrupt like that. But I will say you are so adept at navigating that. I mean, that was really impressive, truly impressive. Like I, I must say that there is a part of me that was like, mm, he is doing this. All right. This is good. It was good. Thank you. It I really appreciate was. that. I do have some practice, but I will say that everybody can learn to do this. I have seen it time and time again in my students and the people I coach and the listeners of the podcast share that they've learned to do this. It takes practice and a little bit of faith to, to push yourself in this direction, but everybody can get better in these hard, spontaneous situations. Thanks again to Matt Abrams, and thanks to you for listening. As always, whenever you have a question, all you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com. I would bookmark the site. It's just easier. Click the Contact Us button, complete the form, and of course, let us know if you would be willing to come on the air live. While you're on the website, so much stuff is there. You can buy my book, The Great Money Reset. You can subscribe to Jill on Money Live. And don't forget, you can always sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Comes out every Friday. Mark does a great job with that. Thanks so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating and review wherever you do listen to this program and lift someone up. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 